listening to Weight Loss in the Mind, the podcast starring Scott Patton and Shane James. Let's join them now. All right. Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome back. You're listening to Weight Loss in the Mind. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton, along with Shane James. And how are you doing today, Shane? I am better than excellent, Scott. Awesome. And I just got back from a two-week cruise, so we've been off the air for a little over a week, probably. And uh, we're going to be one of our New Year's unresolutions, because we don't believe in New Year's resolutions. All right, you picked up on that one. (laughs) Is to get back to being consistent, because in the first year of Weight Loss in the Mind, first 52 weeks, we did 51 podcasts. Yeah, we did. Yeah. The last couple of months, we've been a little bit irregular. We apologize for that. And our unresolution is to be much more regular and, and make sure that each week we've got lots of great information on how you can use your mind to get your ideal goal weight achieved and um, get fit and healthy and thinking fit and being fit. That's right. Well, I actually just I haven't even told you this. I just wrote back to one of our listeners that said I'm, she wrote in to me and she says, well, I, I miss you guys. Aww. You're not on as much as you used to be, and I wrote back, and I said, well, we're going to be on weekly from now on again in the new year. I hadn't told you that yet. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, so our co- unconscious minds are thinking alike. Yeah, we're in tune. That's right. And I told her, I said, you know, I've been really busy getting, you know, exercise routines together for DVD and new programs and all that stuff, but they're, they're all pretty close to done, so I've got more time to dedicate weekly back to the podcast again. That's good, yeah. We've been really distracted by a lot of really cool things we're going to be uh, unveiling over the next couple months, including a really cool membership site. You can join right now for free at weightlossinthemind.com, and we're going to be putting in, in a couple premium uh, memberships there for people that want to get delve even deeper and deeper into what we've been doing. And and, uh, yeah, so it's really, really exciting. It's kind of taken our focus a little bit away from the podcast, but we recognize that this is very, very important, and we've got a lot of loyal listeners out there, and we don't want to neglect you anymore. Now, you may have noticed, however, over the last four podcasts that we started talking in one about beliefs, and then we thought, no, no, we really got to talk about goals, and we started talking about one in goals, and we didn't really, you know, we did part one, part two, and there's actually a part three and a part four for both of them. So we've given you the beginnings of two separate, um, you know, sort of series. And uh, so our another New Year's unresolution is to make sure that we're a little more organized and we finish what we start as opposed to starting something new. But we just thought this goal setting was really, really important. Yeah, there, well, there was a reason I kind of mixed them up there, too, because we got towards New Year's. That's right. I thought that it was a good time to throw that one in there. That's right. That's right. So just for those of you that are waiting for the other five beliefs, they're on their way and they'll be coming. I don't know if it's the next one or the following one. because It'll, just, it'll be one of the next two. Yeah, because it just depends on how. You know, of course, we've got a whole bunch of stuff we want to talk about this time. And as you may or may not realize, yeah, Shane usually prints out like 10 or 15 pages of stuff he wants to go over. And, and usually we hit about five or six of them yeah. per episode. So this one, uh, you know, here, just listen. This is the rustling of the paper, right? And the, usually the only reason I print all my pages is so we can stay on track. Because right. I could talk for like five hours if I didn't have my pages and we'd be off track. We'd be talking about all kinds of different things about weight loss. So Sometimes we do that anyway. We do that anyway. So. All right. So uh, is there anything else that we need to kind of just sort of say? I think that's everything right now except that... Uh, it's uh, the new year, right? We yeah. don't like New Year's resolutions, but, you know, we've got through, 
the you know Christmas season now. And you haven't lost your car. I haven't lost my car. Okay. January 17th. Yeah. But actually, did you know this stat? This is about the time when everybody has actually usually set a New Year's resolution on the 1st or the 31st, and this is exactly about the time when everybody starts to kind of dwindle out and quit. Ah, uh, okay. The majority cool. of society, 95% of people right about now, and it's January what, 17th, start to slowly dwindle out now right. and get off their goals. And that will not be happening to anybody that's listening to our podcast because that's what we focus on is making sure that you achieve your goals. That's right. right. Uh, all I want to say is I just spent the last two weeks on a cruise in the Caribbean, and that's where I was, and one of the reasons why we, we were on hiatus for a couple weeks. And I weighed myself before I went on the cruise, and I weighed myself after the cruise, and I was within a pound before and after. So Are you telling us the truth? I am. Okay. <laughs> I am. So I was very proud because I went with the purpose of not – you know, not succumbing to temptation because they have like the midnight chocolate buffet where they actually let you look at the buffet for 15 minutes before you can actually start taking something because yeah. they want everyone to see it. And then, of course, you can have a breakfast and then you can have uh, a breakfast before lunch and then you have lunch and then you have a, a afternoon snack. <coughs> And then, of course, you have you know dinner before you have dinner, and then you've got like the late sitting of dinner, and then you've got a midnight buffet. Plus, you've got room service 24 hours a day, and there's all sorts of restaurants that are open all the time. To say nothing of you know casinos and all that sort of stuff that distracts you, and alcohol and liquor and everything else. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to be disciplined. And if I see something I want, I'll just have like a little bit of it. I'm not going to go and fill up my whole plate and stuff myself silly. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I walked around the decks and, and got out and sat on a beach and swam and stuff like that. And so I was very proud that, uh, you know, it's like you don't have to gain 10 pounds when you go on a week-long cruise. That's right. You programmed yourself for success as you got on there, right? That's right. And I didn't just go on a cruise, uh, you know, with myself and just a few people. I went on actually with about 100 um, people in, in one of my other businesses that I've got in, uh, in, uh, on Internet marketing. And it was really, really cool. And I got talking to the person that put the event together, and he suggested that we join them. Uh, next year, Shane, you and I and all of our listeners. So we're going to be looking at putting together a weight loss in the mind cruise, how to start the new year off right, and how to go on, you know, also how to go on a cruise and not gain weight, actually lose weight while being on a cruise. Yeah. So Shane and I are going to talk about that a little bit more and organize it, and we'll let you all know. But we just think it would be really, really cool for everyone listening to come on a cruise at the beginning of January 2008 and uh, – We'll spend a little bit of time when we're at sea, and we'll we'll really get into a lot of this stuff in depth. That's right. That would be a, a lot of fun. That would be a lot of yeah. fun. And I think we're going to just limit to so many people just because <laughs> then I can work you know more one-on-one -on -one with people and get to know them closer. Is that correct, Scott? Yeah, that's right. That? Okay. Yeah. We'll decide on what we think is a good size group, yeah. and then we'll open it up and first come, first serve. You can go on a waiting list. The other thing, too, by the way, <laughs> this will cost the cost of the cruise. So if it's a $1,100 cabin that you get, it's $1,100, and uh, what we do is basically free. We're, we're just doing this out of, you know, we want to have a good time on the cruise, and you guys are awesome, and we want you to join us if you can. And, uh, you know, so, and we're telling you now so that you can, you know, if you want to save a little bit of money ahead of it, you, the, the room I was in was, I think, $1,300. 
and it's all first class. It was on the Carnival Liberty this year. It's going to be on a different Carnival boat next year, but I know that we're going to go to St. Kitts. That's the only one I remember of the islands. It's about a seven-day cruise, and we're going to stop at three islands, I think. So we'll have four days at sea where we'll have about an hour each day uh, doing stuff together. Plus, of course, we'll know each other, and we'll see each other on shore and, uh, and on, the, on, on the boat and stuff, right? It's not like you're just going to see us for an hour and disappear. We'll, no. We'll all be around. But we're going to have a structure uh, event for an hour a day while we're at sea. Yeah, we'll send a note uh, what the day is going to consist of. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, we'll have a whole web page up on, on weight loss yeah. of mind letting you guys know. And I think that they'll actually get to come to... Uh, uh, you correct me if I'm wrong on this, but the internet marketing yeah. seminars as well too. So <laughs> yeah. you want to you know meet a lot of business people and different connections in that area. So there's really like yeah. two things for the you know for, 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 for going on a cruise. For going on a cruise, right? Well, oh, like some of the most successful people on the cruise. So that's right. There's a, there was a lot of millionaires on this cruise. Yeah. Business people, entrepreneurs, uh, and some mini celebrities from TV were well, on the cruise. So. Star on A and E's flip this house or flip, yeah. flip my house or whatever. Flip, yeah, flip the house. Flip the house. Flip the house. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have flipped the weight. <laughs> hey, Armando, how you doing, buddy? It was great seeing you. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, all, uh, they're all there. And so what that means, of course, is that the cruise is also tax deductible yeah. because it's a business trip that you're going on. You happen to be going on this trip uh, and, and doing business of some sort, you know. If you've got an email address, you can do visits on the Internet. That's right. And, uh, and also really, really good people, like just, just wonderful people. That's right. And we had, uh, we had I think, nine tables all together in the, in the late dining. So what we, we, we had to sit at our proper seats, the proper tables the first night, and then after that, we mixed up around it. So you got to meet different people every night at the dinners. It was really good. Yeah. That'll be exciting. Yeah. Looking forward to that, yeah. especially to have, you know, some of our clients on with us, the weight yeah. loss people, and doing our programs, and then, you know, taking them to those type of programs. And I mean, that's just going to be a fun way to start the new year next yeah, year. Yeah, it is. So what I really like about it is I take a, a little bit of time every day, and I really sit down and plan out what my goals are for the year. And I just find that it's really good to kind of get out of my environment, uh, look at what I want to do in the year, look at what I did in the last year, and then... Plus, there's all these business people that are, and us and you who are used to goal setting and everything else, and boy, oh boy, uh, it's, it's really powerful. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, it just shows when you're around success, you know, you become successful. That's right. right. You know, period. That high energy attracts high energy, right? That's right. All right, so uh, what are we going to be talking about here? Well, we're going to talk, like you said, about the other part of goal setting, why people are fearful to set goals. Okay, so a lot of people don't want to set goals no. because they're afraid. They're afraid. But first, I got an email in the other day to my personal email, and I want to talk about this because it's very important. It's strictly due to weight loss. Okay. All right. This guy wrote me, and he said to me, Shane, I'm 400 pounds overweight. Hold it. Did you say 400 pounds? That's right. Four oh. zero zero zero. Should I put another zero in there? 4,000? Yeah, 4,000. So in other words, he doesn't weigh 400 pounds. He weighs like 600 pounds. So could be. I don't know. Whatever you want to take it. Holy smokes. He's 400 pounds. Okay. Okay. So me and my wife wanted to adopt a child. We went through all the steps, and we looked like we were going to have a happy family. And this is an email from him. Until they said that I was too overweight for me to for them to grant me a child wow i'm one of the most loving people this world has to offer 
I'm very disappointed. Do they have a right? That's the last thing he wrote to me. You're tearing up. I know it's a sad yeah, story. It is, it is really a sad, sad story. Now, this was yeah. I, I kind of get tears in my eyes too when I when I when I read this email. So it was kind of hard for me because I had to really stop and look at: Are they dis- discriminating against him for being overweight? Mm. And I, I had to sit down and I come back to a, 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 one of the podcasts that we taught. And it's about the quality of questions you ask yourself is the quality of answers you come up. So I had to right. start asking certain questions about you know. Did they have the right to do this? And at first I was angry. Yeah. That was my first emotion. Right. That's not right. You know, they can't discriminate because somebody's 400 pounds and not adopt him as a child. You know, and, and you know, I talked to him a bit and he is, a, you can just tell he's a loving guy. Right. You know, and he just, just wants a child, him and his wife, right? So he asked me, what do you think? And basically I'll tell you, he wanted me to go to bat for him. They wanted me to step up and say, you know, will you help us fight this? You know, you have experience in the weight loss industry. You know, you have the credibility. You know, can you kind of get behind us maybe and help us and bring some of your people in and, and help us fight for this? This is a hard decision for me. Right. Do you know what I mean? To, yeah. to get back and say, w- what do I do here? Because this is where I had to look at it and say, now, if I go to bat for him and he doesn't get control of his health personally, he could end up dying in the next two years. So I'm saying, okay, well, let's get a child, but if you don't know nothing about your health, you might not be around for this child in two years if the way you're going right now. Yeah. Because you're not talking just a little overweight. That's pretty significant. You're talking, yeah, 400 pounds, right? And it's just progressing. You know, he meant it to me. It's, it hasn't gotten better, my weight issue. It's getting worse and worse and worse. So, you know, my question to the listeners before I I tell you what my decision was is I would like people to write in to me and give me their opinion because I really want to know everybody else's opinion on this subject. This is an in-depth topic. Yeah, it's a tough one, too. It is. Um, I I came down to it and I said, you know, we've got to do something about you first. We've got to take care of you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, you know, how can you take care of a child right. before, if you can't take care of yourself? That's right. And I, I said, you need to go back to them and you need to say, look, if I lose so much weight, will you guys grant me a child? Yeah. And so... Oh, I talk about having a motivation for health. Well, yeah, that's right. I mean, if there's nothing to get you motivated, that's the thing that's going to get you motivated, yeah. you know, because that, that that's deep meaning to him. Yeah. That hits his high values level, you know. That's right. When I talked to him about values, his values was, I, you know, child, family. It wasn't success and it wasn't money and it definitely wasn't health. Right. Where it should be on his values list, health should be number one, okay? Yeah, yeah. But it, but it wasn't any of those. It was a family and having a child and living happily ever after. Right. And so he did go back and he said to them, you know, he went back and he, and he said, you know, if I lose weight. And they said, well, yes, we'll definitely consider it if you lose weight. That's the issue. Right. And he said, you know, Shane, I really need to lose this weight then. And I said, you know, I, they might have discriminated a bit or a lot, you know. Uh, technically, yes, I guess it is discrimination. Yeah. But I said, you've got to realize, even if they brought that child in, that child's going to model what you do. And the reason our country, you know, they say it's global obesity now. Yeah. Global obesity. The reason our children are getting more obese is strictly due a lot because the way the adults are. 
The adult population is 60% overweight. So the children are modeling that. And what, what happens is we're blaming the children a lot of times. Is we're saying stuff like, well, they're not moving as much. They're not doing as much as this, and they're not doing as much as this. But when they come out of the womb, they're not born to say, I'm not going to exercise and I'm not going to choose healthy eating. Right. It's us that takes them to McDonald's. Yeah, it's us that take them to Burger King. So we set them up. Right? And I, I, I mean... I'll go to bat for all the kids on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stand yeah. behind them 100%. Anyone wants to argue me on this? Yeah. You know, so we set them up for failure, right? And um, and I told them that. I said, you know, you'll set them up for failure if you don't change your behaviors. You need to change your mindset. You need to do that before you can have that child. Yeah, I was just thinking when you were talking, one of the things I love to do is go skiing and my son snowboard. Yeah. Now, just imagine me being 400 pounds overweight trying to go down a ski hill. Pretty well kill me. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. it would. It would. The knees would be going, and I'd probably break a couple trees in half when I ran into them and all that sort of stuff. And I'm being a little frivolous with it. But, you know, how do you get down on the ground and play with the Legos with the kid if you're that heavy? You know, what's the quality of parenting that you're going to be able to do? You love them to death, no doubt about that, no question about that. But if you have a heart attack and you're in the hospital for six months, or if you can't get down and you, or you can't, you know, I love throwing the baseball around with my son. Yeah, you yeah. know, you throw it around two times and then you got to go sit down, right? So it's a real, it's, it's an interesting ethical dilemma that you bring up. It is. And what's really cool is, if he's really motivated and really wants this, which sounds like he does, then he's going to be able to get a child, and the bigger byproduct is going to be health. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, well, as long as when he get finally does adopt, that he he keeps the health up, right? Mm-hmm. Makes those good habits. Well, I think he understands that portion now because I said, you know, you could have that child, and the bottom line is the way you're going right now. You might not die, you know, two or three years from now, but, you know, ten years from now, you have the potential for your health to deteriorate, you know, diabetes, cancer, all this kind of stuff you can pick up, right? And so... And don't you want to walk down the aisle with your daughter? Mm-hmm. That's right. Right? You don't want to be going down a wheelchair with tubes sticking out of you. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, sometimes something major has to happen to somebody's life. For them to finally realize, okay, this is time for me to step up. This is time for me to create a change. This is it. Yeah. There's no, I said to him, there's no C choice. You have an A choice and a B choice now. That's right. There's no C. Yeah. Right? Bottom line. You know, and I have to admit, I had to sit down and think about this one for a good five days before I answered back. And I said to him, I, I need to think about this. And that's rare for me yeah. to have to sit down and think about it. Usually I just, boom, I have an answer. You know, we can figure it out right now. But it was, uh, you know, it pulled the different strings on my values level. Right. Right. So. Okay. And I think, you know, Shane, you said that uh, you want everyone's opinion on this. And I think that's a really good idea. So head over to www.freeweightlosspodcast.com and just leave a comment. Let us know what you think about uh, about what you know what we've just discussed, and because we really value your opinion. And, mm-hmm. and uh, Man, it's a very important topic, right? Yeah. So. And I know one of the things that you've been talking, we've been talking privately about, is uh, child obesity. And so you know, if you've got some opinions on that that you'd like to share with us, feel free to do that as well. Yeah, you guys be watching because I'm setting up programs to take on the world on childhood obesity. 
So get ready for that. So whoever wants to join me and get on board, I'm going to create a massive momentum across the world to change childhood obesity. All right. Well, I'm in. Give me five. All right, there we go. All right. <laughs> at least I have no one. I, at least I know I have one person on board. You're, right? not, you're not alone. <laughs> but what's really funny is, you know, my my oldest son, I mean, my youngest son, Jason, came to live with me about four or five months ago, right? And uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking just before I went on the cruise, actually. And he said, you know, Dad, since I moved in here, I have lost 20 pounds. And I go, wow. And, I, and it, I, to me, he had sort of sprung up a little bit, and he indefinitely was thinning out a bit. Yeah. And uh, I said, wow, that's really cool. And he says, yeah. He says, you know, you've got apples, and you've got oranges, and you've got carrots, and you don't have potato chips. And I go, well, that's right. And he says, well, when I lived with my mom, all she bought were potato chips. So that's all I ate all the time. No wonder he was getting heavier and heavier and heavier, right? Yeah. And he's, he's always been very active. He likes to bike and he likes to skateboard and ski and snowboard and all that sort of good stuff. And he walks to work. Yeah. He walks to work. He walks to school. <laughs> it's about, you know, three-quarters of a mile, you know. So that's a nice little hike for him. And, uh, you know, so there's a lot of activity going on. But if you're filling yourself full of potato chips... Yeah. Not going to help, right? So I was so pleased because he always has been, you know, eats lots of fruit and, and vegetables and, mm-hmm. you know, he makes sandwiches and stuff too. But we don't have a lot of what I call, t- I mean, there's no chocolates in the house. There's no potato chips in the house. There's none of those. And the reason is because I eat them, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't want to eat them and they don't get to eat them because right. I know what it does to my stomach and expands it, right, my waistline. And, of course, it happens for the kids, too. Right? That's right. So, I mean, you set yourself up for a no-fail environment. Yeah. And you set your kids up for a no-fail environment. Yeah. So as they get older, they take that out now, that learnings, and they do the same thing. When they have kids, they exactly create the same behavior. Yeah. They go out and they create good, healthy world. You know, that's just what we're talking about. Yeah. It shows right there. I mean, you had your ex-wife was raising him and... He was eating potato chips. Yeah. He didn't know any different. That's well, all that was around. Well, there was no nothing else to eat. That's right. So a lot of people would say this to me. Well, our kids just aren't moving anymore. No, the mom has potato chips in the house every day. That's right. Hello. Look in the cupboard, folks. That, that's right. So, And I have to also say there's been many a night over the last three or four years where I have gone and looked in every cupboard for the bag of potato chips. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I want to have the potato chips. I want to have the chocolate chips. I want to have the, you know, chocolate bars and all, you know, and it's not there. And it's like, you know, and then I'll have an apple and then, you know, I'll calm down and it'll be fine, right? So yeah. I'm not saying that I didn't wish there was, but the fact that there isn't, then I, you know, don't eat it, right? Yeah, that's if right. it's there, man, it doesn't take long for it to get eaten. No, and you're totally right on that. I mean, when you create that environment... To set yourself up for fail, failure, you're going to fail. Yeah. It's just, you're going to succeed at your failure. That's right. It's just too hard to have that strong willpower, right? You can use techniques that we've taught with the mind and stuff, but I don't even go there. Mm-hmm. I don't even, like, I use all of the techniques that I've taught you guys throughout the podcast and stuff, like when I'm going to restaurants or I'm out by smorgs or, you know, just my day-to-day stuff. But I don't put seven bags of potato chips in my cupboard and go, all right, mine, work for me all the time. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. That's, that's harsh. Yeah. That's really harsh. That's like, 
creating, I might be able to do it for a while, but that's creating frustration, which leads to stress, then leads to, oh my God, and then when I eat it, I feel worse on myself, and, the, you know, and yeah. I look in the mirror and I beat myself up. I mean, that's what it would lead to eventually. Yeah, yeah you got to set yourself up for success. That's right. And, that, and you a, can make it easy, right? Because by not having the stuff in the house that you know will tempt you, uh, now you've taken away the, you know, and it's midnight and you want it. Well, you know, the stores are closed and you can go to 7-Eleven if you really had to. But who's going to make that effort? Because you just know that's not the answer. Well, some people do. And some people some do. Some people do. That's but the then thing. at least you've put it off for another, you know, 45 minutes, maybe by the t- or half an hour. And by the time you get there, maybe you'll have changed your mind. Well, yeah, you need to do a substitute. You need to do a switch pattern or do something with the brain or drink lots of water. Yeah. You know, to curb that craving, right? You know, there's all kinds of things you, you can do for that, right? Just that alone. You know, you can pound back eight glasses of water when you're going through that craving, right? That's right. To take that away. So. Well, if I, if I drink the eight glasses of water, then I can have it if I really want it. By the time you're at glass number seven, I don't think you're going to want anything. That's right. You're getting a little full by that time. <laughs> You're barely getting out the door to get into the car to get to the 7-Eleven to get the oh, to get the chips, right? That's right. That's right. So there's good teachings in that, right? Right there is you make sure that you have the no-fail environment created at all times for yourself. And if you guys have kids, if you have grandkids coming in, if you guys, you know, want to change your lifestyle, you want to you want to be leaders. Step up to the plate, right? Yeah. You have to be the change if you want to create change in anybody else. That's exactly right. And I know we all have, you know, some type of kids around us, right? So, I mean, if you guys can't personally get motivated right now, and if you've listened to all the podcasts and you can't get motivated, <laughs> then listen to them again, please. <laughs> but what I what I'm what I'm saying is that with the kids, that should be just enough motivation if you have kids around you yeah. to say, look. I'm going to create a change in myself right now, in my eating habits, in my exercise routines, just to get them motivated, right? Just to change our society that way. You know, it's kind of like if you've got kids, and we've, we've kind of gone up, well, we haven't gone off track on this podcast, but we're talking a little bit about kids. So it's, you know, yeah. it's been geared around a little bit to people that have kids right now. But there's a lot of teachings in this, too. And I, if, you can do this, too, if you don't have kids. This is what, if you have kids, you, if a commercial comes on, you know what you do during the commercial? Because mainly what's happening is the advertisers, that's when they're programming our brains. That's when they're, it's called the anchors. So what happens is you see McDonald's comes on and they do like some slogan like, you deserve a break today. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving getting fat, right? That's what I say when McDonald's comes on, right? I'm not loving you, right? right? You're making the world fat, McDonald's. So anyways, when the commercial comes on, the whole family gets up and you do exercise together for the commercial. All at the same time. Yeah. Or even if you're just with your spouse, you get off the couch, you're not eating potato chips, and you do exercise during the commercial. You do some jumping jacks, you run around, you have some fun, you start moving. All right? That's doing something in between the commercials because that's usually what happens is the commercials come on, then we decide to go to the fridge, and let's grab something quickly and go back and watch TV. They're anchors. All right? So change the pattern. See, what happens I just taught you there is you're creating a new habit. What happens is when you create a new habit, you create behavior changes. And if you keep doing that on a repetition, 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 when commercials come on, you won't be in the same habit of jumping up and going to the fridge and grabbing crappy food. Right. Okay? That's a strategy cool. you can use in a lot of things. That's great. That's a really good one. Yeah. 
And if you're watching TV, you should be doing 10 push-ups every commercial just because there's a lot of things you should be doing at this point besides watching yeah. TV. That's, that's Scott's new routine. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, the push-up. The push-up king will call you from now on. That's right. Well, we just went from uh, two TVs to one TV. And uh, that's... And I, I think I've watched it, like, once in the last two months, so... I just read a study on this, and um, the average person... I'm trying to recall exactly the number on it, so... If, I don't know if you've heard the study, Scott, but the it's average outrageously person watches, high like, number. three hours or something a day like that. Three hours of TV a day. 21 hours a week. Yeah, the, the average person... And kids were, like, around the same thing, too, or not higher. I heard they were a bit higher. Yeah, so... So that's crazy when you think about how much TV we're watching. And that's why our populations are getting more and more obese each year. So what you want to do is, actually, I got something good we can do right now. All right. My brain just thought of it. Isn't that a cool thing to think? You must have had a good question. Yeah, that's right. My brain's asking those questions. Why don't you go back in 2007 and actually look at all the things that you did well and then look at all the things that you need to improve on? So everything in 2007 around your weight, find the things that you need to improve on and find the things you did well. Very good to go back because then you can actually see what behaviors you were creating. Mm -hmm. Right. So I watched four hours of TV a night, made 16 trips to the fridge, uh, you know, ate two bags of chips during all the commercial breaks. That's not good. That's right. Or was I watched you know, a half an hour of TV every two days and um, went for a walk every night before, after dinner or before dinner mm-hmm. or bought a dog and took the dog out for a walk. That's, That's right. I, I decided to start moving. Started moving, you know. And actually, that would be a really good thing to track is how many hours of TV do you watch? How many hours of walking do you watch? Oh, three hours of TV, zero hours of walking. Well, why don't you cut out an hour and do an hour of walking? Because yeah. you know, do you really? Are you you want to walk though. You don't want to watch walking. Right. <laughs> how many hours? Of, how many hours of walking do I watch? <laughs> I said, yeah, you, you, want, you don't want to watch walking. You actually want to walk. You get your friend to video you, and then you just yeah. put it on a loop on the TV. And say, look at me walking. That's our new weight loss program. You burn calories, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you really, you know, everyone says there's nothing good to watch on TV, yet we're always watching TV. Oh, I shouldn't say we are, but there's certainly a large percentage of the population. And if that's you, then really look at it and say, you know, do you really need to see the reruns of The Simpsons, you know, for the 15th time? Well, the bottom line is this. If you're overweight and you're watching TV, right there, if you change that habit, you're going to change your weight. That's right. You take that hour of TV and you go move. Right there, now you've created weight loss for yourself. Yeah. A simple program. You could even go walk. You don't even have to go join a gym or do anything. Just get out and walk. Turn the TV off and get out and walk. Right there you're going to burn more calories than you're taking in because you're moving more. And if you really want to do it in a powerful way, get a walking partner. Like we're doing the hot yoga thing together. We just did that before we did this podcast. And I'll tell you, there's no question. Like you show up, I get in the car, we go down to the hot yoga and we do it. Yeah. It's not, it's a question of, you know, are you going to do it at 6? Are you going to be here at 6? Are you going to be here at 8? Be here at 8. Okay, then we're doing it at 8. And there's, it's like a non-issue. It's not like, oh, well, I don't know if I can make time. So get yourself a partner. It's really powerful. Yeah. 
so is. I mean, just that um, accountability mm-hmm. to having a specific person to, to go with, right? And how can you say, like, no to your partner, right? Like, you've made an agreement, you're going to go and do whatever it is, whether it's going for a walk for an hour or going to the gym or hot yoga, you know, we'll certainly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Or it could be doing taekwondo or it could be going skiing, playing tennis, golfing, like, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, you get out there and you're going to start to feel really good. I mean, we. F- how do you feel right now? What did I say at the start of the podcast? Better than excellent. Yeah. I just feel awesome. You know, I thought I'd be, you know, like exhausted after these things. And I'm re- re- revitalized, really. And just think about what you're doing for your overall health and your lifespan. Yeah. Right? And, you know, cause and the, the quality of the life that you're going to have. Big time. You know, a lot of the new programs that I have coming up, I talk a lot about in the programs over and over, it's not about your waistband as much about is your lifespan. Mm-hmm. And that's really a one thing that I'm going to really create a shift in the world, not just in, you know, in this one little area. Through the whole world, I'm going to create a shift in thinking of that we've got to get off the fact of consistently thinking about waistband, about we've got to lose weight. It's all about how we look and start thinking about our lifespan instead of waistband. Mm-hmm. Now, if we can actually start thinking differently like that, because we're more motivated to live longer because we don't want something taken away from us, and that would be our life. Yeah. See, we're more motivated to have something when it's not taken away rather than gain something. So when you think about our lifespan, it's easy to take that lifespan away if you don't get yourself moving, if you don't eat healthy. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, you know, Shane, I hate to tell you this, but... Uh, We've come to the end of our allotted time for this podcast episode, and of the 15 pages you've got printed out, uh, we've gone through three of them, so we're going to be... Actually, to tell you the truth, I didn't even read off those three. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to wind this one up, but everyone listening, we're actually, you're, it's going to be wound up as far as you're concerned, and uh, we're, I'm just going to uh, you know, push the stop button, and then we're going to start on the next one, and we're just going to go right through into the next uh, page four. <laughs> of, of Shane's uh, Shane's printouts, and so and we're not going to wait a week either to to get the next one up. Just so you know, we'll probably get it up by the end of the weekend. And the listeners must be laughing right now because at the start of the podcast, I said, "Well, the only reason that I bring notes is to keep us on track." Yeah, here here we are. Like and I didn't even talk about anything that was on on the notes. That's right. But I think all the stuff that we did talk about re- really really important stuff. So uh, thank you very much for sharing all that yeah I, I had to bring that up because that, that that email was very important to me yeah and I did want some feedback from from other people because I have a feeling that this kind of stuff I'm going to be taking on more and more as you know creating right. changes in the world yeah so and if you've been in that experience where you've been you know 300 pounds overweight or something and you've dropped it and you've kept it off let us know about that too because that would be something that would be very valuable to share with this with this gentleman right you know what another thing that really pisses me off? What? I'll tell you before we go. Is the airlines. You know what airlines do? They make overweight people buy two seats instead of one. Huh. Is that discrimination again? Yeah, that, well. <laughs> See, you don't know what to say. Oh, well, I'm I trying to be politically correct here. You don't have to be politically correct. I sat beside a guy who should have been in two seats, and it was extremely uncomfortable for me. So did you give him our programs? 
yeah, serious, I, I but... said, man, you need to listen to my podcast. But I'll tell you, you know, he was flowing over onto my seat, and he wasn't fitting in his seat, so I can totally understand why he... They, I don't know that it's fair that they charge him for two seats, but he didn't fit in the one seat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was in the middle seat, too. So, I mean, there I am. I'm, there's a window, me, and this guy, three-quarters of on my side, right? And, let me tell you, for four hours, it's not much fun. So right? tell me, then, do you think... People that are overweight should have to pay for two seats then. I'm putting you on the spot big time. Well, he didn't, I'm not going to answer that question directly, but he didn't fit into one seat. Right? You've already said that. Yeah. So, <laughs> You're being generalized with me. Can I, get so, that, can I get that more specific, please? <laughs> I think probably that, you know, you could make a case for it. I think that probably that the uh, that the airlines should give them two seats. I mean, if you fit in two seats comfortably, you know, either pay for it or get it, right? Mm-hmm. Don't try and squish yourself into, you know, one seat that you just can't, you just mm-hmm. can't, it just isn't going to happen, yeah. right? I guess the reason I bring this up, because it goes back to similar to the start of what we talked about, yeah, is it discrimination again, yeah. right? Are, are overweight people getting discriminated against a lot in our world? So that's what it's coming back to again. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it is uncomfortable for us. Well, it wasn't comfortable for him either. Or for you, or yeah. You know, I mean, nobody was comfortable, and and I think that the, there should be some, well, you know, go business class or bigger seats, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or something. But I mean, it's just it was just insane. Yeah. I don't know how, like, football players travel. They must have special chartered jets or something. Yeah, they probably book their own, yeah. You know, I mean, when you're six foot five and 350 pounds of solid muscle, like, I don't know how you'd fit into any of those seats. Yeah. You know, I just don't know how you do it, right? There's just no, I mean, it's not a matter that physically isn't the room. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets crowded enough as it is. But, yeah. Yeah. I think that there needs to be some, you know, some sort of fair understanding. I mean, everybody's not equal. Right, someone that's 500 pounds is not is going to have different issues than somebody that's 150 pounds, particularly on a plane, mm-hmm. right? And if the guys and the same with you know someone that's seven foot tall getting on a plane, like how are they going to sit in these seats? Doesn't have to be overweight, just just not made for it, right? That guy's got to be sitting at one of the exit emergency exit places because there's lots of you know lots of room. Well, maybe the airline should stop being so cheap and actually start making planes that are more comfortable and just bigger seats for everybody, and then we don't have this issue. Yeah. Right? Then it doesn't make anybody feel uncomfortable, like, oh, my God, i got to buy two seats, and I don't have the money, or i got to sit in one and make everybody else feel uncomfortable. Yeah. If you make seats bigger, right, period, then nobody has an issue. Mm-hmm. Nobody in general. Or, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they, would, they wouldn't take them long to figure out how, what percentage of the population this is an issue with. And put in three or four seats that are specifically for that. Well, I can tell you what percentage. 60% of our population right now is overweight, and, and 25% is obese. Right. There you go. Yeah, so they need, like, 25% more big, big seats. And so the 60% is slowly starting to go there more and more. It's getting, like, you know, 2 3%, you know, every, every year type thing, or even more than that now. Mm. Yeah. But the, just watch. One airline's going to get smart with the industry, and I think it, you know, it's coming. I heard somebody out of Japan was doing it or like that already, coming out with bigger seats and nicer planes and stuff like that. 
Again, we won't even get into the economy. It's coming from Japan and China again. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole other business podcast. All right. So uh, we, we were going to wrap it up, what, 10 minutes ago? Yeah. All right. That means we probably should. Uh, Are you ready to wrap it up? Yeah, I'm ready to wrap it up. All right. No, All right. no more uh, controversial points to prove. Okay. So, today. so whether you want to talk about airplanes or adopting children, we want to know what you think. Head over to www.freeweightlosspodcast.com and uh, leave us some comments. And the reason we want you to leave the comments is we want everyone to be. We want to be transparent. We want everyone to kind of see what other people are thinking, and and uh, we'd appreciate your comments. Head over to www.weightlossinthemind.com. You'll be able to sign up for free. And uh, we're working on a premium section with even more in-depth stuff. And Shane and I were talking about it before we recorded this podcast about how uh, we've got a whole pile of really, really cool stuff for our members. So head over there, join. We're over 100 members already. And, and half of them, I think, I don't know how they signed up because we didn't set the link properly, but they were able to find the sign-up page anyway, which is really kind of cool. So That's cool. Yeah. Uh, as usual, Shane... Yeah, I can't even get into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as usual... Everyone's smarter than me on there, I'll tell you that much. Okay, can I finish, or are you going to oh, drop yeah. me one more time? <laughs> or I guess we're going to finish, right? All right. Shane, I, I've been trying to give you the last word, you've been interrupting me. The last word is yours, Shane. Big fit and beef it. All right, see you in a few days, folks. Bye-bye.